It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to the Team Selection Podcast on the AFL Ratings Network. My name is Pete, and I go by the name of AFL Ratings Pete on Twitter. Welcome to co-hosts and seven personal Daniels. G'day, Rhino. G'day, Pete. How are we doing? All good. Notable players to discuss in round 21. So let's go through some ins and outs. Friday night, Western Bulldogs, Jones, O'Donnell, Richards, Westin, and Cleary, Bruce, Keith, Gardner out. So some key injuries to defenders of the Bulldogs. Uh, let's go into Richmond here. So Bauer in, Cumberland in, and Curvis. Uh, we've got Short in, halfback role there. Coulthard gets a go. And then we go to Banks out, Miller, Mansell, Trinkotch and Manage, and Dustin Martin also managed for the week. Now, on any tag situations, we're looking at Marcus Bonson, Pally, some chance that, you know, he gets tagged, but it's really hard to tag him because he's just such a bull. Yeah, I don't think Bond can be tagged. And I don't... It was funny because, and this is a different game, but we saw Hayden Young do a job on Patrick Dangerfield. Like, to me, to do a job on a guy like Bond, you almost need to be that size player. You need you need to be able to go with him when he goes forward. Um, like a Jordan Dawson or a, or a Hayden Young, they're the only type of guy, so I think you could actually do a sort of a run-with roll on a Bond because you need the size, and, and, and inevitably those guys are going to go, OK, you, you want to dance, let's go inside the forward 50 and we'll see if you can keep up. And they have to be able to do that. So I don't really see too many people on Richmond's side that have that size and strength. I mean, Camden McIntosh is a big guy, but he's more of a wingman. So, no, I think um, in terms of the ins and outs there, nothing super interesting from a fantasy perspective. I suppose if you had a draft league, you might be happy that Dusty's having a break this week. Maybe, you know, you're not in finals yet. If you are, you're probably filthy that he's going to miss the first week or the second week of your finals. Um, and to have Nan Curvis back puts a dent in Soldo's value. Uh, but it's great if you're a Nan Kona, he comes back just in time for the big stuff. Um, so yeah, that's how, that's how I would see that. And I, look, I think the Bulldogs are always, um, a great side at Marvel. They always score pretty well at Marvel, whereas Richmond don't typically like playing there. We've heard whinging from them in the past. Um, so, yeah, it, it should be an interesting Friday night. There's a lot of relevant Bulldogs players, um, even, you know, just for draft leagues with the Ed Richards types and the Bailey Dale types and these guys who are sort of second tier, um, but they could be real value heading into the last month. Yeah, just to finish on Richmond there, they've considered a stack of inside 50s in certain games since uh, McWalter took over. So, you know, the forward options for the Bulldogs might be on the radar uh, for the short-form fantasy there as well. So let's move on. Essendon West Coast. So Elijah Salas gets his chance of a debut. Davey out for the Bombers. Uh, on to West Coast here. McGovern, Rotham and Yo in. And Hearn, Bazo and Dom Sheed, you can bring us up to date on that injury uh, from today uh, and what's happening at West Coast. But good to see Sardis get his chances debut. Yeah, we've been waiting for Sardis. That's great to see him come in. Top 10 draft pick. Um, yeah, Essendon fans will get a nice um, little buzz there when they see him run out, which is great. Um, the guys at West Coast, Yo, I, I believe he's going to push to around 100 minutes, which is a big increase on what he did last week. 
And he'd probably play mostly down back, but play a little bit of time in the middle. Uh, they've got to nurse him back, as always, with him. And so they don't want to just send him straight to the coalface. Um, and Adam Simpson did mention that Andrew Gaff will probably spend a bit more time uh, on ball as well with Dom Sheed out. Now, that Sheed injury, um, they're calling it a hot spot. I, I believe there might be a little more to it. There might be a possible stress fracture in there, which would mean... The season's definitely done, um, but they're looking for a little bit more info early next week, but I would expect that to be what comes out of it. Um, so you can pretty much rule them on through Dom Sheet, I would have thought. But it does boost Andrew Gaff. It does boost maybe even Elijah Hewitt. Um, it gives Yo a little bit of midfield time, um, and it's it's probably good for, for Tim Kelly, obviously, who's who's been pretty consistent throughout the whole year. Um, the other one there is that Hearn's not playing. His name is going to play a couple more games definitely the two home games against the Derby and the, uh, the Adelaide Crows in the last round, and he may play against the Bulldogs in round 23. So a couple more games for him, but in the meantime, a guy like McGovern, a guy like Tom Cole, a guy like Liam Duggan um, might be able to pick up some of those those points across half-back because the Eagles do like to um, use the footy across half-back a bit, particularly in this period where they're you know, not winning games a lot. They're, they're just trying to stay in them. Uh, Sardis can play midfield, but he can also play on a wing, half-back, half-forward, so he might get a bit, of a bit of a mix on debut. So let's move on to Adelaide and Gold Coast here. So Ball Ace, Rochelle in, Peddler managed, and a bit of form on the outs for the Crows. Butts also injured there, unfortunately, as well. But the late one today, Gold Coast, took Miller out suspended, and that was just not even through the MRO who cleared it early in the week. He gets suspended by the AFL, which is really interesting. And Jai Farrar comes in for the Gold Coast Suns. Yeah, conduct unbecoming for Tuuk Miller. It was a interesting one. You don't see it too often that the late late in the week, more evidence provided gives a player a suspension, and obviously Tuuk Miller's accepted it. Um, you know, when you looked at it at the start of the week, you slowed it down. You probably thought, oh yeah, geez, that probably should have been a week um, at least. Um, so it's probably the right uh, result at the end. I know Tuuk Millers will be flat. Uh, sorry, Tuuk Miller owners will be flat. Um, but that's, you know, it's probably the right result. Um, in terms of the Crows, I mean, it's really key defenders switching for key defenders. Good to see Matt Crouch keep his spot. Schomburg keep his spot. Like, so a lot of these things that they've been trying, the Crows are going to continue to persist with. But like we pointed out last week, it, it doesn't mean good things for Ben Keyes. So anyone who invested some time and space and maybe money into Ben Keyes is probably, you know, going to have to get off that train. Um, because it seems with all those other guys in there as well as Laird and Dawson, and, and still Rory Sloan, um, that there's not enough to go around for Ben Keys. Yeah, so Miller went to Lockie Neal last week and did shut him down, so that's not going to happen this week, but I just still keep my radar up uh, for any potential run-with roles on Dawson or Led there on Saturday. So on to Hawthorne and Collingwood. Uh, Kaziski in, Reeves in, uh, Morrison, Scrimshaw, your man. Uh, Blank in also back into the starting 22. Uh, on the outs, Bramble, Meek gets uh, shoved out of the team for Reeves. McKenzie, which I'm surprised to see, is out of that team. Frost and Brockman there as well for Collingwood. Uh, we got uh, Bobby Hill into the team, into the 22. Ash Johnson replaces Mason Cox, who's on the outs for now, and Markov, who could actually end up being the sub for that game. Uh, just a one to keep an eye on. Obviously, we did see it in pre-season. Uh, Nick Dacos tagged by Finn McGuinness. Can you believe it? Back in pre-season, like it was just, and that turned a lot of people off. Nick Dacos starting him back at round one. So Sam Mitchell today has confirmed that that's going to happen again. And as much as they can get to Dacos, he's going to move around the ground everywhere. Uh, we'll see how that plays out there. So expect a pretty much could be a, a small total for Nick Dacos there this week. Your thoughts? 
Yeah, well, that was you right. I remember that back in the preseason. That was the thing that scared everyone, and we all thought, oh, hold on a minute. What if everyone else tags him too? Uh, Finn McGuinness is a great runner. Um, this is a perfect role for him. Good size for Dacos. So, look, it'll be interesting to see if Nick learned some stuff from last time too, because that can happen as well, right? Like, if you take by the same bloke and you, you, you sit back afterwards, and if you're a good player, you go, oh, hold on a minute. What could I have done differently? And, and Collingwood will do that too, right? They'll go, how could we have helped Nick out a little more? Um, and we've seen teams try to tag him this year, and it hasn't really worked. So maybe he'll be able to break through it. Um, you probably wouldn't be putting any leadership on him in terms of vice-captaincy or captaincy this week. Um, the only other stuff to talk about in there, I guess, is, you know, Meek out again. Reeves is obviously the first choice. It's pretty clear at this point. Um, anytime he's available, Meek goes back out, which is unfortunate for Lloyd Meek, who went there to get more opportunity, and he's still the backup guy. Um, and my man Scrimshaw does come back. Another good game in the VFL from him. He just hasn't been able to translate it to the AFL, but he's right on the edge of being fantasy relevant, I think. Just on McGuinness, he did go to Sinclair early last week and shut him out of the game. That tag was lifted and Sinclair went nuts. So there's a possibility that tag does get lifted throughout the game on Nick Dacos there. So onto Geelong, Port Adelaide, Radicalia, O'Connor in, Blixars and Hawkins out of the team with hamstring injuries. Jonas gets his go back into the team, Willie Rioli as well. Uh, Travis Boak into the 22, Elia out along with Jones and Francis Evans, who actually was good last week. He's on the out, potential sub uh, situation there for Evans there this week. Thoughts? Yeah, surprised to see Evans come out of that team. As I said, he was really good. Kick four. Um, I thought, you know, he's really unlucky to be out of that side, but that's, I suppose that's what happens when you've got a great side. There's pressure on for spots. Um, and yeah, I, I look, I, I, I would be. It's not like Port Adelaide have lost a step. I mean, I always sort of was a bit you know, intrigued by the fact that they were able to win 13 in a row. But, um, yeah, it's, they've been disappointing the last couple of weeks. So they might try to tweak things and try things um, just a little differently, I would have thought. And just on Geelong, their ruck situation is intriguing to me. Obviously, Blitzarves, um doesn't ruck the whole time, but he does a little bit of it. Um, Radicalia coming back in, you know, he had a pretty decent start to the season. He's going to have a plum role as an intercept defender, so if you need a backup ruckman, he's probably a good spot. Um, Hawkins being out, does that boost Jeremy Cameron? I reckon it probably does mm. for the next couple of weeks because typically, when, as we see with Kerno now, with Mackay out, when there's only one big dog up forward, if they're a big, big dog, then they, they tend to eat a lot. So um, I would think Cameron's going to have a pretty good run here. Onto the Giants and Swans here. So Tom Green back into the team. Jesse Hogan as well. Nick Haynes gained 200. So he's into the team. On the out, Isaac coming into the sub role. Uh, named already by the Giants. Angren and Cadman out of that team for the Swans. Francis, Hickey and Clark into that team. Uh, so be prepared for those that do own McLean there as well. Uh, Rampy out. Obviously, Buddy Franklin, what a great career. He retires and McInerney, obviously, out of that team through injury as well. So just keep an eye on uh, Errol Gordon and Luke Parker. Kingsley today pretty much mentioned them in the presser that they could see attention. Kingsley pretty much confirmed that they've got a plan for Gordon there as well. So, uh, yeah, Buddy Franklin, what are your thoughts? Yeah, fantastic player. Um, it's, you know, I, I'm actually putting a column together for the paper on the weekend and trying to figure out if I think he's the best player of the last, you know, 35, 36 years since, since the AFL era. Mm. Um, and he's right up there. Like he's in the top three or four. Like there's, there's no doubt about that. Um, he's had a remarkable career. So yeah, no, and, and a fantastic fantasy player in his prime too. He had some monster games. Yep. Um, there was a couple of years there where if you didn't have Buddy up forward, you, you know, you couldn't win. Um, yeah, a, a magical fantasy player. And when he was on, he could put up huge numbers. Um, in terms of the other stuff, I've been waiting for Errol to get a bit of attention all year. Like he's had some games where there's been a bit, 
Um, but I've been waiting for teams to go, hold on a minute, this bloke gets it 35 times and he uses it well. Um, let's let's put some attention into him. But he is a workhorse um, and he's a tough little bugger, so it'll be fascinating to see if he gets a tag and how he handles it. Um, in terms of Tom Green, great to see him back. He probably needs a week to warm back into it. Um, you mentioned McLean coming. He'll probably go forward um, and Tom Hickey will take yep. the majority of the ruck um, work, which is a shame if you took a punt on McLean and you were kind of hoping for him to explode. It didn't really work out that way, um, but he was sort of serviceable in, in the meantime as well. So the other one is coming. If you had oh, that coming, I do think a lot of that's probably tied into the fact that it's Nick Haynes' 200 game. Yep. We've seen Haynes be the sub a couple of times, and I reckon they're probably thinking, hey, well, let's let's give Haynes a start in his 200s, and coming hasn't been going that well, but I think in the long term, they're probably playing coming over Haynes. Sunday squads, uh, just to confirm the outset at this stage, Roy Roden for Melbourne, Zach Jones with his knee injury for the Saints, uh, Cherry McGovern, uh, hamstring injury, so that's good for Paddy Dale, he'll get some pretty decent midfield usage, and he's already been confirmed into that 22 for Michael Voss today. Uh, no confirmed outs for Fremantle as yet, and we've got McInerney, uh ruck situation here, Dusty Ford into that team, uh, Kitty Coleman, obviously half back there as well, out with her eye concern. Uh, and the one tag situation I'd like to discuss here with you, Fremantle, you talked about it with Justin Longmuir on 7 uh, News Perth earlier this week. Uh, do you tag Lockie Neal? Uh, I know you spoke about Hayden Young, but for me, it would, my, my preference would be James Ace because he can play that inside midfield role. We'll go to Lockie Neal. Your thoughts there? Yeah, I think you're right. Um, as I said before with Young, like he was a perfect matchup for Dangerfield because... Uh, he's bigger bodied, and if Dangerfield goes forward as he did, Young can go with him. Mm. Uh, Ace can do that too, but it was interesting that the way they trialled Young. Now, um, if Young's playing on a guy like Lockie Neal, that's a completely different player to play on, a completely different. And he doesn't have the midfield craft of a Lockie Neal. Lockie Neal is a genius at getting into the right spots and getting that ball extracted. So it would be a lesson for Hayden Young. It would be an interesting matchup, but I think you're probably more likely to see James Ace go to Neal and try to nullify him. Um, and they have to do something because last time they played, Lockie Neal destroyed the Dockers. He was the difference in the game. So you can you can almost bet that one. That as much as the Dacos McGuinness one, I reckon that those two tags will, will both happen. They'll, they'll put a lot of work into Lockie. So if you've got him, it's probably not the week to, to chuck any leadership on him, um, although they are the last game of the round anyway. So you'd be a Hail Mary from there um, and in terms of changes for Frio um, if Brian Cox will come back in it's probably unlucky for Joel Hamling who's been pretty good um, as his replacement and yeah you mentioned Paddy Dow that's probably the only other one there to, to give a note to he's, he's shown signs in the past this is probably the last crack at it in terms of his time at Carlton at least um, it's amazing to think the draft that he was in part of was the Davies Uniac Andy Brayshaw Caleb Sarong Tim English uh, these guys who are just like you know pure elite um, fantasy players I think maybe not English in that draft maybe it was another one but just elite fantasy guys um, and we're still waiting for Paddy Dow to make a leap um, so hopefully this is it but um, you know he might have, he might be running out of chances Yeah just on that Lockie Neal tag situation I don't think the Lions were prepared for that last week especially up against Gold Coast who weren't really doing that previously uh, they'll be fully prepared this week so I expect a bit, of, bit more cover for Neal in that midfield and help out assistance yep. With regards to clearances. So, uh, where can the listeners find you this week, Ryan? Yeah, usual spots, mate. Twitter, um, Footy Rhino. Um, yeah, if you're in Perth on the news or on Triple M in Perth. Um, but yeah, basically, the, the, just the usual spots, Pete. 
afrratings.com.au for a stack of fantasy information, AFR ratings, Pete for me, AFR ratings, and associated Twitter accounts for other fantasy information there. All right, until team selection uh, next week, have a great weekend, and good luck to the listeners around 21. You too, Pete. Thanks, mate.